0: Now presenting this week's message. Behold, we are currently in a series of messages during this Advent season entitled "Behold." Uh, uh, we don't use that word a whole lot now these days, but uh, basically, look—you know—and look intently, and it's—it's uh, it's really. Behold him. The title of the message today is "Behold His Glory," and the reality is, is that you know we focus, uh, we look uh, on the glory of of people. We look on the the glory uh, and the activity of people. I mean, just go to Twitter, or just go to Facebook, and you just see how we glorify all this. And so we're beholding a lot, especially during this season. We're beholding a lot, and yet uh, we're being encouraged today. Uh, to stop and behold his glory, uh, during this Christmas season. I don't know about you, but, um, uh, this is, boy, this marks a lot of Christmases that I have experienced. You know, I've been around for a few and, and each year, uh, it's like, okay, what, what, what can I do to, to really celebrate and experience the Christmas season? Are you there yet? Have you have you uh, had that moment where God just kind of just wrapped you up in His glory and and experiencing what really this is all about? And that that's what we want to look at today. And that's our prayers that God would enable us through His Holy Spirit and through His presence to help us behold to see His glory. Turn with me first, if you would, to John, the Gospel of John chapter 1, starting off right there at the very beginning. We're going to look at another passage in in John and 13 in a little bit, and then we're going to look at a Matthew passage in the Philippians. That's the reason I'm saying, get ready, keep your fingers warm, Uh, we're going to allow God's Word speak to us today. But it begins here in uh, the Gospel of John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Now transition to verse 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies, we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, and that Jesus came full of grace and truth. Praise God for that. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father, we just thank You uh, for Your presence here today and for Your promises are true. And we just pray that uh, through uh, Your living Word, being... uh Spoken and received, Lord, that we would experience you and and your glory. That we would be able to testify of the greatness that uh, Lord, that you have uh, just lavished on us. And as we were just singing, you know, great things that you've done throughout history and great things you desire to do even in this place today. Lord, give us a sense of of trust and faith and expectation in you and the work of your Holy Spirit, that we may behold your glory in a way that brings you glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, if I would have asked each of you before uh, coming in today, as you were walking into the, the auditorium and just say, Hey, why did you come today? You know, why did you come here today? Some of you say, well, because my wife said I had to bring the stuff to go on the banquet table, you know, or, you know, yeah, or you know, there, there could be a a number of different things, you know, but a lot of you say, well, I came to worship God. You know, I came to do that for which I've created. I came to, to adore him during this Christmas season. And, uh, I want us to think about, you know, what that really means, You know, for us, you know, I I think that it's easy for us during this season uh, to get distracted, even though we know that Christ coming into the world in the beginning was the word, God himself, God, the father, now God, the son, how God entered into humanity as a baby, as a baby, all of God in a baby. I, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around that. You know, it's 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 easy for us whenever there's a newborn, you know, for uh, no matter if it's ours or not, just to be enthralled, you know, by the miracle of life. But here we have all of God in a baby. Wow. In the beginning was the word and then the word became flesh. It's easy for us, even though there's just uh, this amazing good news of God, for us to become distracted and, you know, we've got things to do in life and, you know, we've got bills to pay and all that kind of stuff. But here's God's invitation once again for us to really encounter Him and experience His glory and, and to worship Him. You know, and I think about you know that uh, sometimes during the Christmas season, it's uh, I don't get near as excited about Christmas as Tammy does. You know, uh, I just don't. And you know, I think okay, there's something wrong with me uh, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just I don't I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. It's, it is a real busy season. I don't know where you are, but it, it's it's easy not only in this Christmas season to because of the busyness, but because of just the sheer uh materialism uh, that is out there for, for us to just uh, kind of struggle a little bit. Um, so you know I, I have to I have to really work at it. I have to just say, all right God, I need you to help me to experience your glory this Christmas. Uh, and you know, as we think about coming here to worship him, to behold his glory, uh, to adore him, uh, all that Christmas is, you know, I think that, you know, for me, it'd be a lot easier. And this is just because I'm limited. It'd be a lot easier, you know, if, if he were actually here, you know, I mean, you know, in, in person, you know, to really adore him, to really worship him. Think about that. You know, um, you get pictures of this absolute adoration of Jesus, you know, in Scripture, where the woman, you know, who burst in and when Jesus was reclining at a table, just with her tears, just washed Jesus' feet, and then took her hair and just just dried his feet off. Just a picture of absolute adoration, abandonment there. You know, and I look at those, and I and I, I think about where I am in my relationship, and my adoration, and my beholding of Him, and then you you have the picture of, uh, in Scripture where the woman just. Burst in, you know, with this jar, this alabaster jar of perfume, and she breaks it, expensive perfume, and then she anoints Jesus' head and his feet, and she is just adoring and worshiping him. And of course, you've got the naysayers over here. You got Judas going, wait, 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 wait. That's expensive. That could have been sold, and 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 all the proceeds given to the poor. Well, uh, we know his heart wasn't actually there. But Jesus' response there was, Hey, the poor you always have with you, they will always be here, but I won't be here that much longer. And there's this picture of just absolute abandonment and adoration of Jesus. Uh, so, you know, uh, it just seems like either whether Jesus was here in the form of a baby or even as a man, you know, it's just like, just think about that. It just, if he were here, how we would serve him, how we would adore him, you know what we would give to him, you know what was. It, what if it was like, okay, today you show up to church and your job is to serve, adore, and take care of Jesus. You know, I think about what we're doing just here, uh, in this room as far as setting up for this particular banquet for a few guests. Some of them we like, some of them we're like, okay, they just need Jesus, you know, and that's the reason we ask them, you know. But, I mean, you know, think of the, think of the links that we go to, uh, to serve people that, you know, people. But what, you know, what if Jesus, Physically we're we're here. I mean, I know, I know the hospitality that is in so many of your hearts and and the links that you would go to to just serve him. And 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 whatever it is that, that he wanted just to treat him for the day, take care of him. And it's during this particular uh, Christmas season, we said, well, we're we're kind of, you know, that's one of the reasons we decorate. Look, look, uh, don't you like these de- decorations? Hey, give give a, a hand to the decorating folks. Yeah. Uh, pretty, you know, we, we decorate for Jesus. You know, we have special services for Him during the Christmas season and all that. But, 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 I mean, but what if He were here? I know that if He were to show up at our house, I mean, I... Uh, I know how Felicia cooks just for us, and she don't even like us all the time. But you know, if Jesus were to come, the extent that she would go to. Your job's to just take care of him, just to serve him, just to adore him in the moment. Imagine how that would be. And we say, well, we 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 come and to church. I mean that's we come to sing and praise him and we come to hear a good exegetical message you know on the in, incarnation of just a different twist. I and mean, and that's all good, but I would just like to to for us to take just a moment and look at a couple of passages to kind of help us settle in on on really his idea of how he would want us to behold him and adore him. And to worship Him. It gives us a couple of different slants on that. So if you would first turn to John chapter 13, just over a few chapters, John chapter 13. We look at, at, at what Jesus would want us to understand if, if, if we were to ask Him, Hey, how do, how do you want me to worship you? How do you want me to adore you? How do you want me to behold you? I think He's going to give us some insight here. It's here that we see in John chapter 13, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Let's begin with verse 1. It says, It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for Him to leave the world and go to the Father. Now listen to this. Having loved His own who were in the world, He now showed them the full extent of His love. that he wrapped around them. Transition to verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you this example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You know, as I was looking at that and thinking about it, and I've always kind of struggled with this, you know, because feet are just kind of nasty, and especially in that particular uh, era. You know, but here we see Jesus the Son of God, the Word that became flesh, showing them and saying, I'm going to show uh, this full extent of my love for you. And he gets down and he washes the disciples' feet. And oftentimes, you know, we would say, well, all right, so now we'll just turn and and wash your feet. But Jesus didn't say that, did he? Jesus didn't say, now that I've washed your feet, now you get over here and wash my feet. That's not what he said. What did he say? I want you to wash one another's feet. I want you to do this for one another. That's how you worship me. That's how you adore me. That's how you behold me. You want to honor me? Then do this for one another. And here's the amazing thing. The fact that Jesus knew that he knew that Judas had... Already betrayed him, you know, that it was already in his heart to betray him. And Jesus is there washing his feet. I mean, that's certainly a God deal. It shows us the extent of what it means to be God's servant. So not only here, Jesus says, do this for one another. Now turn back, if you would, to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25 and Jesus is trying to he is just continuing to convey not trying to he never like tries he just does you know Uh, but he is conveying what it means to to be a a true follower of God what it means to be in the kingdom of God and what all the kingdom is about and uh, he comes and he's talking about the the sheep and the goats and this is a pretty harsh harsh passage but it's here let's begin with verse 31. And read a couple of these verses together. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then verse 34, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance in the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat and I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink and I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. So here again, Jesus is pointing us to what it really means to, to be followers of His, what it mean, really means to adore Him, what it really means to, to behold Him. He says, Hey, when you did it for these. And and, and, and we go on, if you read on, they would say, well, wait, 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 but Jesus, if I'd have known it was you that was hungry, and if I'd have known, he goes, No, I want you to see, I want you to see that as you do this to the least of these. You're doing it to me. You want to you want to adore me? You want to worship me? This is where it's at. You know, it's easy during this particular season to have have our, you know, kind of traditions and kind of lay out our plans as far as, you know, how do we do Christmas? But, you know, it only makes sense for us to think about wait a minute, who we are worshiping and celebrating. You know, and and it really comes back to this. You know, it's like a good question for us to ask and to hit the brakes for Christmas. Uh, I remember a, a, a um, bumper sticker years ago that says, "I break for Christmas. I I break for Christmas." And 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 that's kind of good advice to hit the brakes and say, Lord, you know what would honor you most? We're celebrating your birth. I mean. How can I honor you this Christmas? And we go, well, I'm, we're going to do a banquet. I'm just busting it to do a banquet. I'm going to do a service. I'm going to come in and sing, and I'm going to sing my heart. Uh, Lord, what can I do to honor you on this, your birthday? How would you have me to behold you? And I think that from God's word and what Jesus is saying in these passages, he says, You want to behold me? Behold them. You want to behold me? Behold one another. Look at one another's needs. There's a passage over in Philippians chapter 2. I warned you, so go ahead and turn over there. Philippians chapter 2. We're going to look at several passages in God's word. We have this incredible passage where he is just really kind of hitting the nail on the head. He's saying, Paul is saying, your attitude in verse 5 your attitude, your mindset should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. So he's saying, You're a follower of me, you worshiping me, your attitude, your mindset should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus, I made myself nothing taking on the very nature of a servant And so Paul is saying, follow his example. Don't just come and during Christmas and other times, don't come and praise him for his example. He's saying, follow his example, embrace his example. You know, a couple of weeks ago uh, was Felicia's birthday. I'm not going to tell you how old she's getting, uh, but you know, I was thinking about it was a, it was one of those milestone birthdays. But I'm not going to tell you how old she's getting. But you know, I was thinking, how what, you know, what can we, what could I do to really celebrate her birthday? And I, you know, I was th- I said, you know what? Year before, last year uh, the the bottom was flooded and wasn't able to deer hunt, and this year it opened up, got dry enough to where I was able to uh, actually get down there and you know, bush hog and plant a green field and put the feeder. I said, why don't I just take Felicia hunting? <laughs> you know, and then, you know, if I take her hunting, you know, we can sit in the bus and, there, you know, we got a bluebird bus out there. I can just take her hunting. I can sit there and we can whisper sweet nothings and I can tell her, you know, uh, just special things while we're waiting on the deer to come out. And I can just take her hunting. Now, I really didn't think about that, but I just want to give you an example uh, I mean, if I could have got away with it, maybe. But, um, you know, but that wouldn't be me loving her like I want to. Right? That would be me loving her the way I want to love her. And, and, and sometimes I think that, you know, uh, a lot of times as we do this at Christmas, you know, we, we want to love Jesus the way we feel like loving Him. And, you know, sometimes the way we feel like loving him is saying, well, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to a service. I'm going to do a few special things. I'm going to decorate. I'm gonna... Rather than saying, Lord, how do you want me to love you? Rather than saying, Lord, okay, this is your birthday. What would honor you most this year? What would honor you most this year? And Paul reminds us in the passage we just looked at in Philippians, he says, Who being the very nature of God, all of God coming into this baby, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant. Made himself nothing. See, here's the a, here's a problem. I don't like to do that. It's like, we live in this meism of, of our culture and rather than making ourselves nothing, we, we like to be served. We get very aggravated at traffic that's out there because it's an inconvenience to us. We, we get aggravated whenever we didn't choose the right line, uh, at, at the small and, you know, and we thought we were going to be in the short, you know, get there, but we didn't. And that person just taken way too long. You know, it's a very meistic deal. You know, as far as just in my flesh, I'm making myself nothing to say. How can I serve you? How can I serve you? Go home. Kids, how can I serve you? Felicia, how can I serve you? For us to come into this place and say, how can I serve you, one another? Uh, how, How can I do this for the least of these? I think He's given us a pretty powerful insight as far as what it really means to to behold Him and not just praise Him for His gift of life and His example, but to follow it. He says, you want to honor me? You want to adore me? Well, the least of these. You, You want to honor me? You want to adore me? Then one another Do this for one another. Serve one another. Humble yourself. Empty yourself. Because that's my mindset. That's who I am. Great question for us. I want to encourage each of us to ask, to to honestly ask, uh, as we embrace the rest of this Christmas season, is just just stop and say, this is the way I like. Let me tell you, there was some pushback. You, You notice the tables you're sitting at are normally very, very colorful. But there was an idea for that we we're going to have a white Christmas with just silver, and there were we had some pushback on this. It's like, nah. I like my red tablecloth. Uh-uh. I like my gaudy, you know, stuff. You know, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not no, I like gaudy. Uh, you know, what whatever it is. And it's like, well, that's the way I like to do it. And we take that and we impose that. A lot of times at Christmas, well, that's the way I'm used to. That's the way I like. And Jesus is saying, you want, you want to honor me? You want to glorify me? Then every time you lock eyes and do something for the least of these, every time, every time you wash one another, you, you look at being, how can you serve? How can you serve? And guess what? You're not going to be able to do that in and of yourself. But you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And now you've got my mindset. And now Jesus is grinning from ear to ear going, this is my body. This is my body. How do we behold Him? Behold them. Mary, I'm going to ask you to make your way up here. Get out from under your covers. And uh, she's going to come up here. And what I want to encourage you to do, I just I I want in just a moment, I want you just I want you to behold some images that are gonna be up here and let it be a reminder of what truly is on the Lord's heart, on Jesus' heart. As as we say, he said, I didn't come for the well. I came for those that are sick. I came I came for those that have need for the least of these. And I came to demonstrate what it means to love one another, to serve one another. I think beholding Jesus is beholding people just like this. I want you to see Jesus because He's saying, you want to adore me? I want you to serve one another. Just behold these images. Those images, uh, a lot of those were um, reflections of our global partners uh, that God has has um, really entrusted to us and allowed us to serve. Some of our, the people that our global partners serve, you know, here and across the world. But also, uh, you saw pictures of some of our children and our adults. It's the least of these those who've not had an opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus that's not able to truly celebrate Christmas for the true reason and that is the greatest gift that's ever been given is a Savior that's coming to the world but it's also an opportunity to be reminded that to really adore and serve and worship Him is whenever we empty ourselves empty ourselves and serve one another Uh, We do what may be unnatural. We do uh, what um, may be even difficult. It's never convenient, but we just say, Lord, how can I follow your example as being a servant? A servant. Behold His glory. His glory will resonate in your life and in this place and in this world whenever we follow that example and when we worship in a way that really does bring him glory my encouragement to you as you close this time and say Lord keep faces keep faces and and my vision and my line of sight for the rest of this Christmas season let me just start with this Christmas season and let me see how I can wash their feet let me see how it is that you'd want me to serve them to empty myself and serve them. That would bring him glory. That would be a Christmas to remember. Let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you so much that you have served us. Uh, it just blows our mind. that no, we're not deserving it. But Lord, even in your word, you said that and your word that we beheld your glory, the glory of the one and only you, Jesus, who came full of grace and truth. Thank you for your grace, but the truth is, is that we <laughs> that we deserve death and hell. But your grace, your grace, enables us to experience you in a relationship with you, and then also. Your grace enables us to have a new nature. Christ in us the hope of glory and then to reflect your glory as your servants. Lord, what would honor you most this Christmas season? Would you speak that to our hearts? And we ask you to empower us to live it out to go against the flesh and go against culture and just be servants. Allow you to fill us with your spirit in such a way that we are diligent in serving one another. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.